Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for the people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you're a Scottish bookmobile librarian constantly inventing new ways to serve far-flung patrons, like Ian, or you're a seventh-generation independent lobsterman trying to make a living catching a new crop under constantly changing government rules like Will, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your ventures. Now, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically to the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen to this and all our episodes by downloading it And when you visit blogtalkradio.com slash The Art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash The Art of the CEO. So we invite you to visit and explore and poke around for your benefit. Now, today's episode, uh, and you're going to love this, I've, it's America's Healthcare, the New Diagnosis. Yeah, today we are going to take a fresh look at the Affordable Care Act, which has freshly come through the Supreme Court's deliberation quite unscathed, I think. Uh, as of July, all 50 states will be continuing to offer the Affordable Care Act subsidies, which have given millions of people health care who would not be able to afford it otherwise. Now, the questions do come, however. If you are an employer, are you going to find any relief from this? What about a salaried person? What if you're one of those who's never had health care and worked every day in his life? What is all this going to mean to all the folks out there? And to help us wade through all this and come up with the proper exclamations and expertise and great help is uh, the very wise Mr. John Sarno. John is a good friend and an attorney who teaches law uh, and about the uh, ACA, among many other things, at Fairleigh Dickinson uh, University Business School. And he is also president of the 100-year-old Employers Association of New Jersey. And you uh, and if you want to read his books, and you really want to hear the lowdown that we're about to get on health care. But before we whip up a pot of health and judicial controversy, let's take a moment out there to supply everyone with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. So, first, as I always do, allow me to remind each person hearing my voice that the Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So let me ask, will this be the day that you take a little emotional measure of yourself that's finding out where you are really putting your heart and soul on on what projects? Or will you continue to feign enthusiasm behind all those efforts that others tell you is important? The choice is truly yours. So now, for a second utensil, it's time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me get it just a sec. Here we go. Okay, this is number 27. This is for you, John. Bosses are like your children. Both require constant care, and neither ever let you finish a sentence. And as an afterthought to that, Lurking deep inside even the most impossible supervisors, 
beats the heart of a real human being who follows the path that he, as he believes it to be, is reasonable. So I ask, have you ever thought of trying to get to know this person who's giving you trouble? It may not make it easier, but at least it will make it more predictable. Just a thought. Now, as the, for our third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the pork barrel fork. Right now, we are going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Uh, today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down the name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, we will send you a marvelous gift, freshly unearthed from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, uh, the author of last week's quote, the individual who said, Human salvation lies in the hands of the creatively maladjusted, was one other, none other, (laughs) than one of society's most creative benefactors, Mr. Martin Luther King. So, now let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and meet one of the nation's most informed and least biased gurus on healthcare, Mr. John Sarno. John, how are you doing today? Oh, very well, Bart. Uh, Thank you for having me back. Well, I'm so glad you could come here in the middle of a blistering summer, Um, (laughs) and I'm glad you could come come back so soon. I was wondering if you could just uh, fill us in um, a little bit on um, the Employers Association of New Jersey. Now, I understand that it's coming up on its first hundred years, and I un- and some people are saying that you have been the uh, president of that for, for the entire century. So I was wondering if you could tell us, first of all, is that so? And, and also, are there any benefits to in, uh, that employers can take advantage of if they join now? Well, uh, it's correct. We uh, are going to be uh, commemorating our uh, centenary uh, next year, and um, mm-hmm. I'm beginning to dive into the archives now. It's a tremendous story. It's a it's a tremendous ah. story about New Jersey business and labor relations and and strikes and settlements and and war and depression and it's uh BANJ is right in the middle of that whole story. So um John, I, I, I want to interrupt now. because I want you told me something just before we came on the air. You said you sort of wet my appetite about some of the history. Tell us the mm-hmm. one little that little thing that you told that about World War One. Well, I'm going to, as I'm going through the archives, and of course, uh, the internet is a wonderful research tool. New York Times, online, mm-hmm. other uh-huh. other uh, professional uh, material, and I come across a New York Times article where, uh, right in the middle of uh, World War One, ten thousand machinists in Newark walk out on strike. All these oh employers, my God. Are, all these employers are EANJ members. It's in the middle of wartime. <laughs> All of these, oh my uh, all of these workers have been exempt from the draft because all of all of Newark's manufacturing has been declared a vital war production region. Sure. So that sure. So, so that all the shops and all the folks working in those shops are all vital to the war effort. Um, skilled machinists are exempt from the draft. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they fought, and they and they believe they and their union believe it's a good time to shut the shut the strike to shut the shops down with a strike. 
Oh it's my great. gosh. So, so oh. that's only, that's only the beginning of the century. Oh, we got it. You got a lot more you got to tell us. We we really have to have to uh, catch up with all the history of that site. But before uh, we've been making some history of our own uh, of late, and uh, so I'd like to get back to the Affordable Care Act. Um, and so uh, the ACA, as we know it, has after great judicial deliberation, have been the uh, up in the Supreme Court, it has been preserved, as I understand it. Now, you, John, you came on just this barely a month ago, uh, and could you just summarize the issues that the Supreme Court was dis- was discussing and uh, deliberating over that um, could have changed or, or destroyed the the ACA? Well, as we discussed before the decision, um, what was before the court was uh, whether the majority of the states um, who were relying on uh, the federal government to operate their health care exchanges and to provide mm-hmm. subsidies to those individuals who were buying those uh, plans on the exchange, whether um, it was permissible to provide those subsidies. Um, right. in, the bill, in the bill as written, um, although the majority opinion, uh, I think, rightfully explains how the bill was cobbled together, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was passed uh, during what's called a reconciliation, so it didn't go through the usual legislative uh, procedures, uh, and a okay. lot was left open-ended, and this was one of those issues yeah, that yeah. was left open-ended. Uh, okay. Well, I think that that uh you know most of us i really feel that all this partisan wrangling has indeed crept into our supposedly sacrosanct supreme court judges and i think most of us feel that they've been shall we say tainted pretty well or at least, at least when they get nominated or uh, they they look for a certain slant and i was wondering could you give up us the 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 makeup of the court as they lined up Politically or, or generally, how did you? Uh, how did they go into this issue? How did they start off with well, it, facing yeah, this? I, I agree that there's a certain, maybe even myth, I would call it, that the uh, mm. judicial branch, particularly the Supreme Court, um, mm. is is above uh, partisanship. And you're absolutely right. right that the court is not a political institution, but the function of the court, particularly the Supreme Court is, is yeah. not to interpret the law, necessarily. Yeah. The function of the court is to make public policy. And um, that's uh, exactly... Now, there's what a big difference there. Of course, of course. And yeah. and the decisions, the three decisions that the Supreme Court has decided uh, that has, have uh, come out of the uh, Affordable Care Act have all been more or less public policy decisions. So... Um, right. And they've been and they've been uh, five four, uh, so you know a slight a slim majority, with the uh-huh. uh, with the chief justice, uh, at least in the in the two two last big decisions, writing the majority opinion, and uh, right. it's clear that the chief justice um, does not want to be responsible for crashing the healthcare market. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty uh-huh. straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. There's law, there's the statute, 
and then there is the public policy. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I think the uh, Chief Justice was particularly insightful when he said that Congress didn't pass a law so that it would collapse and destroy the health care market. And it was as straightforward mm-hmm. as that. Now, John, you just said destroy the health care market. Are right. we not trying to preserve, of course, an industry, the market of health care insurance, and, and, but also health care in America, the, the, the process of it, right? Those are, those are two well, different things, well, the, right? Well, uh, the purpose of the law was to preserve the health care industry. I mean, the health care okay. industry wrote the bill, wrote most of right. the bill. Okay, the health care, but the not personal, the health care insurance, I guess, yeah. Uh, right, the, the, the personal mandate was there for the health care industry. So I think right. we have to be practical and realistic that um, the, the Affordable Care Act, uh, on the one hand, was um, designed to uh, prop up the health care industry, and on the mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. to uh, make health care uh, more accessible to um, to consumers, to individuals, to all Americans. And therein, I think, lies the tension. Um, right. Once you, once, you get a, once you sort of wrap yourself around that fundamental tension in the law, on the one hand, uh-huh. it is pro-business, it is pro-healthcare industry, it is pro-hospital, uh-huh. it is pro-pharmaceutical industry, <laughs> it is pro-medical device industry, it is yeah. pro industry. There's no two ways about it. On the other right. hand, uh-huh. healthcare as a resource, as a social mm-hmm. resource, um, mm-hmm. needs to be distributed in a more equitable way. And those are the oh hallelujah! I'm right behind tensions. you. Those are the competing mm-hmm. tensions, and that's what makes public policy reconciling these mm-hmm. uh, interests. These, uh, so, so in your opinion, as an attorney, you would say that the Supreme Court was really the right venue to make this decision because they they are deciders of policy that that it handles both the societal need and the the industry need, right? Of course, uh, the Supreme Court okay. decides all of our most contentious issues. Uh, just mm-hmm. as an aside, uh, the uh-huh. same week, almost the same day, the next day. The court uh-huh. uh, decided its uh, same-sex marriage case too. So that was one day apart. Busy week. So, yeah. so the court is the. That's how we. That's how we resolve our most profound differences. Um, we uh, rely on a uh, judiciary to uh, help us settle our disputes. Okay. Well, that's that's true, and as and something that mankind has been struggling to do. Uh, in such dispute settlement, uh, since the pharaohs first bellied up to uh, the Sphinx. Now, yeah, uh, true. One of the things, as we're stepping away, hopefully from politics for a minute, uh, let's kind of find out where we where we stand now with the act, uh, and mm-hmm. let's look first at the recipients. The sub the subsidy's mm-hmm. been returned, and right. the ACA is going on kind of as always. Are everyone's Benefits who is signed up are secure and the same, and there's nothing changed for people who will be signing up in the future. Is that correct? 
Uh, well, that's correct, except that uh, now the hard work and, and the more difficult issues uh, need to be worked out. There's there's a, the, the issue of prices, for example. Um, mm, mm. There, are no pri- there are no price controls in right. uh, the, uh-huh. the Affordable Care Act. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, while the uh, market is uh, regulated, um the the it's it's whatever really the market will bear in in mm. many cases so the issue of affordability um is one that um has not been decided and it can't be decided by a court uh the whether whether healthcare is going to be a, a, a affordable uh, depends on um various uh, market forces and also mm. what levers uh, the states have to um, uh, mitigate price increases. Well, along that line, one of the variables, it seems to me, of course, is the sheer numbers of, of people signing up. Do you think we're going to see a great new onslaught of Obamacare signups? I mean, are people saying now, okay, it really is, all the attacks are gone, we're, we, we've got it. Now, do you, are we going to see a big sign-up rush, or don't you think? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. No, because um, okay. all those folks, okay. all those folks that needed insurance have already signed up. So in right. New Jersey, okay. Okay. in New Jersey, that's about one hundred two hundred point three million, maybe. Um, uh huh. That 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 was the that was the that was the you know low hanging fruit, and w- would include mm-hmm. that would include also the expansion of uh, Medicaid. Which the Affordable Care Act also did. So there's the expan- mm. between the expansion of Medicaid and the subsidies. Uh, there's let's say you know roughly a little more than a million people in New Jersey that have insurance. Mm. Now we don't yeah. know really whether mm-hmm. they were had insurance in the past. We don't know whether they lost uh. their job and that's why they were uninsured. We don't know whether their employers simply stopped canceled policies. Um, oh, we, okay. We do okay. know. Yeah. We do know so, yeah, the, the numbers are not. Yeah. yeah. We, you we, can get your clear. signups, but that doesn't necessarily mean number of people who've never had insurance before. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. th- this is this is fascinating, John. Uh, ladies, we're listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, which is streaming live from Blog Talk Radio. And we have, uh, oh, it's racing along, but we've come to the midpoint of today's feast. So allow us to take a brief sorbet, and it's time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today, and that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, among many other things. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore uh, their bookstore and a wide wealth of practical business uh, wisdom from many, many business masters. And uh, today, Prometheus Publishing invites you to look at uh, a particular volume entitled, So That's How They Do It. This is a collection of brilliant ideas from today's top business leaders that tells how the best got on top and what they do to stay there. And I uh, recommend it to you all. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to raise the lid and release some truly valuable resources uh, from Bart's Books Toolbox. In the Bart's Books Toolbox, I and the Art of the CEO team place those pearls of advice and uh, 
the names of business advisors that we truly believe are going to help make you a better career. So today, if you'll allow me to rummage around and draw out uh, someone of real value for you, and here we have it. This is a nationally noted presentation coach, Miss Eileen Sinet, and my friends, the more you can inspire people, that is, the more you can weave your message into an interesting story, the just plain better you will be at business, period. That's it. So I invite you all to take advantage of Eileen Sinet's specially designed workshop, Story and the Presentation Connection, held on July 24th at noon in Princeton, New Jersey. You may sign up to attend live or virtually online by visiting speakingthatconnects.com. That's speakingthatconnects.com. And just click on Communications Programs. And friends, this is going to be something that's going to help everybody. I haven't knows I should do it. At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, uh, also, oh yes, if you have a tool that you believe would be of real service to those in the business community, just send it along to info at bartsbooks.com. That's info at bartsbooks.com. So now, ladies and gentlemen, and all those merry souls celebrating the 226th anniversary of the Bastille storming for the whole last week, we are back with the Art of the CEO radio show on blogtalkradio.com. And... We are with our guide to the Affordable Health Care Act and, and to the art of business ownership, Mr. John Sarno. Now, John, I know as an employer, this the whole health ACA has me a little queasy. And I think, um, do you think I can bring in my employees into the Obamacare programs and get some relief or are you guys out there at EANJ sending along some magic cures my way? Well, a small. I mean, clearly uh, uh, we have about uh, 2,000 employers that get their health care through the Employers Association in New Jersey. Um, uh-huh. There are other, uh, obviously there are other major uh, players in the small group market like uh, Blue Cross sure. in New Jersey, mm-hmm. of course. Um, yeah. The exchange... Uh, um is not uh is an option um it's 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 not a uh a, a big option right now but the idea uh-huh. is the idea for the exchange for an employer is mm-hmm. to uh pay um uh a price for uh, a group plan a small group plan mm-hmm. same way the employer mm-hmm. does now and right. uh it gives to give employees an opportunity to pick and choose what coverages that they want. So now, oh, that's a uh, an, yeah, now an employer, you know, goes out, uh, does the shopping. A um, uh, small group really doesn't have any negotiating power, but at least does the right. shopping, meets with a broker, makes a couple of comparisons, and then uh, puts the money down. That too will mm-hmm. happen on the exchange, except that employees. Uh, rather than have a take-it-or-leave-it type plan, will be able mm-hmm. to choose for themselves uh, certain coverages within the employer's price range, and uh, right, transaction right. Would, occur, would, would occur that way. But it's not um, uh, it's it's not um, up and running just yet. Um, there's no okay. real choice for the employer. Uh, there's mm-hmm. one. Plan to buy, but uh, mm-hmm. 2016 
supposedly is mm-hmm. when uh, more choice of plans will be available. Okay, and uh, just how so people, this is your EANJ. Uh, I sort of backed into this, ladies and gentlemen. The, EAN, the Employers Association of New Jersey has an excellent plan that they're in development. How can people keep track of that, John, and, and keep their, how can employers well, keep no, their eye well, on it? Yeah, well, our plan is not in development. What I just described was okay. the insurance exchange, uh, yes. the health and human services uh, platform, right. which is which is in development. Uh, we, we, we've had a, uh, uh, a multiple employer welfare arrangement, a MIWA now, mm. since 2010. Mm. We have um, 25,000 employees, over 2,000 employers that are getting their insurance through the plan. So that's, that's available to uh, any employer uh, by visiting our uh, website, eanj.org, we have the biggest mm-hmm. provider, uh, biggest provider network, uh, right. hospitals and physicians in the in the, in the whole state, and uh, we're enrolling uh, employers uh, every month. Wonderful, John. Now, getting back to the uh, the, the ACA platform, if say I'm a, a small mid-sized owner, I'm just going to pick a number, the SBA number, under 500 employees. And uh, I'm I want to get into some of the the advantageous models that are that are available. Um, is, well, you is, can't. Uh, uh, you, you can't. Okay. Uh, right right now, uh, small group is fifty or more, fifty or less employees. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So so yeah, fifty or less. So okay, I, I picked up. Uh, all right. Um, that will go up and, to a hundred next year. By the way. So oh, okay. Now, what should I be looking for when I when I go cast through the opportunities that they're offering? What should I be looking for? Well, as an owner, um, basically the same thing. Here's the thing about the Affordable Care Act small group market plans. Um, mm-hmm. You, you, if they're not they're not age banded, which means that. You you can't average out the age of your employees mm-hmm. and pay one rate on that average. Instead, right. instead each employee gets their own rate. Oh, that's, that's, so it's still is, is this a good step toward getting the employer out of the picture? Is this a beneficial thing, or, or is it just the way it's operating? Well, um, I think. Um, it's uh raises prices for small groups. Right. And the exchange right now is is really primarily for individuals. Because of I what see. I just okay. Okay. because of what I just described. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's not much so I was, not much for mm-hmm. employers right now on yeah. the exchange. But you were, are you hoping plan. for something on the horizon? Well, not that I'm hoping. The question is, is whether the the administration, the Obama administration, <laughs> yeah, yeah. their plans are, and their They're plans, trouble. they don't listen their, to plans, their plans are to offer more choices to small employers, but yeah. the but the rating, the age rating, is mm. a part of is a part of the regulation, and I right, think going right. forward that's going to be a, I think going forward that's going to be a problem, as it as it is I now. See. Okay. 
let's look at the uh, AC stepping away from from the employer specifically. Let's look at the the, the cost of uh, the Affordable Care Act and and uh, the government offerings uh, in into the healthcare industry, the cost of society. I mean, I know that that in the, it will be paid for to the, the subsidies, etc. Will be paid for in federal taxes uh, for the most part. But um, uh, yeah, there are a series uh, of taxes on on high end earners, and also on and also on uh, industry too. I okay. Now is that uh, is that on the, is that high end industry or is it across the board? Healthcare industry pays a share. Medical device industry, pharmaceutical industry. Everybody had a kick right. in. in. In return, to right. get, in return for money, in return for profit, they had to uh, uh, give back uh, some of that in in uh, taxes. Right. Okay. I I mean, it, is 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 your gut response to this that this was uh, about as fair a deal as could be struck? Uh, particularly when, again, in New Jersey, uh, New Jersey is basically a monopoly state. Uh, many states have one or two carriers, and they work hand in, gr- in glove with government. I mean, to think that health care is about, you know, freedom is just, un- just not tenable. <laughs> health care right. is, is about monopoly and government protection. That's the way health care is. That's how risk is spread. And that's how uh-huh. uh, and that's how prices are more or less moderated over over let's say you, you know years over over a decade. Oh, okay. So, Actually, so nobody you know. buys their own nobody buys their own health care. It's it, that we've never as Americans gone gone yeah. into a market and bought our health care. The, the market yeah, yeah. has always been regulated. Um, with industry and government working side by side, that's the way we do healthcare in America. It's the way we've always done uh, so yeah. healthcare in America. So the Affordable Care Act is just, uh, just you know, more of the same. Actually, I think that that really, uh, I think you really have summed it, summed it up, and and that you put the uh, put the actual. Stasis and intent of that law in a very good position in a way that, that at least now I feel I understand it a little bit better. And I'm going to ask you uh, as one final question, uh, something I asked before, but I, I think it bears repeating. Uh, if I'm going to stick a magic wand in your hand and I'm going to ask you to redesign or at least make whatever what are possible changes, what would you like to see? Um, the, the the government, the employers, and and all the all the the major players in our healthcare system. What would you like to see us be doing that we are not doing? Um, I would stop uh, subsidizing uh, employer sponsored uh, health care, um, uh-huh. and um, I would. Uh, and, and if you stop, you know, because the tax code, as we discussed earlier, at, at right. the, uh, uh, before the decision, the tax code subsidizes employers. Um, and employees under the mm. existing pre-Affordable Care Act, I would end the subsidy. Right. I would get employers out of the business of health care, and, um, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. I would have every individual buy their own, uh, families yeah, and individuals yeah. buy their own, and, um, if, if, and if it's not affordable, um, 
you can uh, cost shift. You can use the uh, money that would be going to the uh, huge trillion-dollar subsidy now, uh, mm-hmm. and then you can, help, you can help families and individuals buy their own. Actually, that, I, if I had a magic, that. If I had a magic wand, that's, I think that's the public policy I would adopt. I think it is. It would make it a, to be out of that business. Not it would be such a relief, such a burden for American allow American business and allow them to get back to what they really should be doing. And um, uh, I, I, I I'm, one, I'm right one, behind you. I'm, I'm, I'll 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 whittle you the wand myself, John. I, I, this I, has one, been great. Go ahead. Yes. No. Uh, just you know. Um, uh, I I think. The next, if we have another show on this, we'll talk mm-hmm. about what's happening with uh, consolidation and mergers because that's another uh-huh. topic. Which, uh, uh, yeah. We're out of time now, obviously, but um, yes. the industry is changing rapidly, too. That's that's true, and that's going to be making – if you don't think that's going to be making major changes, uh, you're, you're quite naive. So, I, John, I thank you so much. You've explained uh, so much very cogently, as usual, and I thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, it's been great. All right. Well, it's a pleasure, Bart. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Take care. Thank you, John. Now, Bye-bye. ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show – I'd like to leave you with today's business quotation. Who said, Apparently, sir, you Chinese are far ahead of us in every respect, except that you don't have entrepreneurs. And our nation, though it has no drinking water, electricity, sewer system, public transportation, sense of hygiene, discipline, courtesy, or punctuality, does have entrepreneurs. (laughs) Now, as a hint, the nation of which this author speaks grew 8.5% last year. So what can I tell you? And if remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write the date of the show and the author's name on it and send that right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S uh, dot com. And you'll win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, If you study the world's best leaders, you will find that they have absolutely nothing in common whatsoever. And that sort of leaves the door open for you, doesn't it? To all you faithful and playful listeners, I hope that you have enjoyed the Art of the CEO show today as much as we have. And remember, you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.